be so abrupt, but that lets me know that she's a human being, and being human's hard on the boulevard. Girl, you got it bad, glad I'm not one, but yet you got it good. You are the hot one, but I'm Andre, Benjamin Andre to be exact. You'd hope to meet a gentleman one day, well, this is that. In fact, Dookie introduced us at a show about a year or so ago, I don't know. Mine slips me, I'm in the southern states, you know, where all the pimps be. Dressing all boogie and carrying ugly cups, and yes, you're getting booed if your shit do not get down. And yes, you're getting sued by women who didn't get up out they seat on the bus. And feet shouldn't rust, and beat is a must, and we shouldn't lust, but we do. I'm laughing at the calendars and clocks. Ask got to match the socks. What's in your speaker box? Alright, y'all, what is going on? This is your man L Jamal coming through with another edition of Never Out of Bounds. Of course, this is the place where you can say what you want as long as you got them facts. Uh, today, we got some more NFL draft profiles to go through. We'll be going through all the uh, the rest of the players on the offensive side of the ball. So that means all the skilled players, wide receivers, running backs, tight ends, as well as the offensive linemen. Uh, we're going to start off with the wide receivers uh, with Jerry Judy. He is expected to be the first pick at the wide receiver spot coming off the board. Uh, but in his 20 18 season as a sophomore, uh, he would have 68 catches for 1,315 yards. He'd also bring in 14 touchdown passes. He will win the uh, Fred Bolitnikoff Award, which is given to the best wide receiver in college football. Um, in 2019, his last season as a junior, he would have 77 catches for 1,163 yards and also 10 touchdowns in 10 games. He would also have 40, uh, 49 passes uh, that he caught from the slot position. So there's a lot of diversity in his game, versatility in his game. Uh, one knock on him, however, and it's actually a knock on all these receivers, is the fact that they they somehow uh, you know lack some elite speed or some somehow some NFL speed. I'm a little bit on the fence about that. I will have to. I'm, I guess I'm gonna have to see these guys uh, in some NFL pads at least come preseason time because, especially from Jerry Judy's point of view, uh, maybe he's not the fastest of burners, but there's ways to make him very effective. Uh, for one, he's a really good. He doesn't drop any passes. He does have uh, only five drops at least in the last season. So I think that goes for that counts for something big when you're talking about a wide receiver. But um, in terms of his speed, I think it's a little bit. Dis because again with all these guys they not they, they they might not be able to have the great or they might not all have the greatest acceleration or something like that but once they get to their top speed they're really hard to bring down and that goes for Jerry Judy same thing with CeeDee Lamb pretty much a lot of these guys I'm going to be talking about at the Robert Cedar position today they're really good size uh, they're they're really good athletes so again the the speed and those little knocks I don't really see that as being too detrimental I think they could probably get all that up at some point once they hit the league finally uh, but as far as Jerry Judy his compound uh, his combine numbers were on point he had a, a 4.45 uh, he's actually he's standing at six foot six foot one so like I said he has a really strong frame uh, and again about that speed um, he really benefited well from screen plays there in Alabama last year and he also uh, seemed to really work well out of a bunch formation. Uh, this is when three receivers are all kind of lined up on one side of the field and they run their routes from there. Uh, it seemed to me that the fast receivers on that squad, whether they be Ruggs, I believe they had one other one that was kind of fast as well. I believe his name was Devontae Smith, actually. A uh, couple of little speedier guys. When you bunch all those guys together, yeah, you know, in that situation, Jerry Judy probably, I think, yes, he was more than likely in the slot in, his, in those positions, and I saw that. Uh, but you know what? 
with the speedier guys getting some of that attention, he's able to draw a lot of, well, he's able to get that one-on-one, -on -one, one matchup, and he's able to take advantage of that in a lot of situations. So um, I personally think uh, that he's a really good dynamic receiver. Again, he benefits from certain play calling and certain routes, uh, but he, when he gets into the open field, he gets that top speed. You're not bringing him down, and again, He's just a really good talent. Uh, moving on, we're going to move on to his teammate, uh, Henry Ruggs, over there at Bama. Last season, uh, Ruggs would catch 40 passes for 746 yards and also seven touchdowns. He would go on to average, uh, I believe, 18.7 yards per catch, so almost 20 yards per catch. Definitely a first down, over a first down every time. Uh, so that's something to look at as well. He had a very speedy 40-yard dash coming in at 4.27. He, he only dropped one pass last season so again these guys are coming into the, the game with hands they might not have you know elite NFL speed that's what the scouts are saying uh, but again well with the exception of Ruggs he actually has some speed with that 427 he's gonna probably be your exception to that rule uh, but again a lot of the knock on this guys on these guys as well as they have not faced a whole lot of press coverages there's gonna be a lot of that physicality coming to the NFL I think some of these guys, I think, and I think for, you know, for these guys, I think the thing is, is to get used to it. I think they're athletically fine. They're capable of going. Uh, of course, in the case of Henry Ruggs, you got somebody who runs a 4.2. Uh, he's a fast guy, so he'll be able to, you know, somebody like that at least should be able to do fine. Uh, let's move on to CeeDee Lamb. Uh, now, for him, he's, of course, he's coming out of Oklahoma. He had a 60-plus catch season back-to-back. Uh, course last season and this uh the season before that uh he also had over 1100 yards and also uh i think a double digits and touchdowns too so for back-to-back -back seasons he also had over 1100 yards in double digit touchdowns uh now in terms of last season uh he would have 14 touchdowns 62 catches and 1327 yards he only dropped five passes as well so again and i'm gonna keep emphasizing this these guys don't really drop passes i'm going to be talking about a low-key guy at the wide receiver position a little bit later and i want to talk a little bit about why i think he's under well he shouldn't be overlooked per se and don't be surprised if he has a pretty decent career despite what they're saying or despite what they're saying about him right now uh but back to cd lamb uh, again he has an issue uh with you know the not facing the man coverages uh there was also a game with lsu i believe yes in the playoffs uh where lsu pretty much made him kind of a non-factor to an extent uh so again, but he can break tackles. All these guys are physical. They're good size. They're over six feet. Uh, they're just about almost 200 pounds, if not over. And they break tackles in the open field. And I think this is kind of where the game is going. And the wide receivers are kind of, I mean, of course, they're relying on the quarterbacks to give them the ball. But of course, they're doing a lot of things when uh, after the ball is given to them to, to kind of take a play and to take the situation into their own hands. And I personally like it. Uh, but again, like the three main receivers on the on this uh, scouting report uh they have you know not really faced too much man coverage bump and run stuff like that so they'll have to take a, a, a second to get used to that uh come come their you know time in the nfl uh but moving on we're going to move on to t higgins coming out of clemson he is a great uh 
well, great possession receiver who can actually reach high passes as well. He has great leaping ability. I was I was able to see this on game field, and, and it's not even so much his leaping ability per se, uh, but his long well his longer frame allows him to get those higher passes. He really has long arms, good hands to bring those passes in, and he's definitely a serious red zone threat. Again, with that jumping ability, uh, they do say again, just like with everybody else so far, there is a lack of you know NFL speed, quote unquote, and it's a little bit harder for him to break past uh, certain separations. I didn't see that per se. Like he might not. Well, I'll say this: even when he couldn't necessarily separate, his decent, strong, uh, almost I would even say wiry frame again with the longer arms allowed him to make the plays, even if he wasn't quite separated. Uh, his biggest game of the year, were, uh, biggest game of last season, excuse me, would occur versus Virginia, where he would have nine catches for 182 yards and also three touchdowns. On the season, he would have uh, 59 catches for 1,167 uh, yards and also three 13, excuse me, 13 touchdowns. Moving on, we're going to move on to the, the uh, final top receiver, um, well, prospect here. Coming out of Colorado, we have LaVisca Chenault Jr. Uh, he has the size and the strength to be defensive backs, safeties, and also linebackers in pass coverage. So again, good size on him. Uh, he also plays faster than his 40 times. So what he was clocked out is kind of a misrep. Uh, misrepresentation so he probably ran around, around about a four or five uh something like that maybe a four or six i'm not exactly too sure on his part uh but he did deal with some injuries in college i did hear about this a lot i was expecting to see some more of him last season but i was not able to see him again similar to this season but he was able to get things done especially this season um he was able to bring in 149 passes for 1,413 uh, sorry 1,943 yards and also uh 10 touchdown so again all these guys are capable of catching i think the, the biggest issue on scats scouts right now is can they beat nfl corners that's going to be the big biggest question on them uh but i think they're going to pretty much go wherever they've been you know expected to go i think they're talented enough to i would say uh start in some capacity or i would even say you know I wouldn't say start per se, depending on where they go, uh, but they they definitely get some out of the box or out of the, you know, right, you know, freshman year, uh, rookie year, some go time right as soon as the season starts. Uh, preseason, of course, uh, even at the start of the regular season, I see a lot of these guys, uh, even again, even some of the, the low-key guys I'm going to share with you guys later uh, that I really like that's low-key in this draft, uh, but especially these guys that I mentioned here, they're going to definitely get some burn uh, in their rookie year. I don't know if they're going to all be starters or nothing like that, but I, I feel like uh, this is a really good crop of rock, crap, crop, excuse me, a really good crop of rock receiver that can probably play at least play day one all right so let's move on to the running backs we have some interesting talent here as well uh, there's also a low-key hidden gem that I want to get into a little bit later as well at this spot but let's get into the main guys of course uh, we're gonna start off with Jonathan Taylor coming out of Wisconsin uh, basically the highest rated back going into the draft he's the perfect height and weight according to the stouts uh, the scouts also the speed as well he's coming into this situation at 510 226 pounds I agree um, 
I would even say he would actually benefit just because of his height. Uh, he could probably, you know, he's probably past the state in which he's going to grow. So it's not like he's going to get to, you know, six feet overnight. Uh, let's say he puts on, you know, gets to like 232. I think he's even going to be a more savage, even more of a compact power back. I would like that 5'10", 232, uh, depending on where he goes. If he plays anywhere within the NFC North, he's a savage. He's a monster. I like him uh, personally. He's strong and durable. I definitely saw that during the season. Saw him in a lot of Big Ten games last season. Uh, he did not suffer many injuries, uh, but he, and he also cannot be arm tackled. Again, he's small, compact, packed, powerful, uh, like a muscle hamster. Like you know, they were called. That's what they called your boy Doug Martin. He's a really powerful, low to the ground dude, and he's not going to be brought down easily. A couple knocks on the game, though. Uh, he does have some issues with fumbling and catching. Uh, again, I did not see him much of a factor within the, the passing game, so that is for real. Uh, he was mostly a power back. He ran a lot of he ran a lot of plays, uh, and then in Wisconsin, t generally tend to run the majority of their offense. So that was their that was their bread and butter. Uh, that's how they moved their offenses down the field. So again, he was definitely a part of that. Uh, but again, he did have some issues with fumbling, which I didn't see a whole lot of personally myself uh there's also a question of just his you know his durability in terms of the nfl because he spent so much time running the ball in college uh last year he came off an amazing year with 2003 2003 rushing yards and also 21 touchdowns uh moving on we're going to go down to the sec and talk a little bit about deandre swift uh, uh out of georgia now he's a great one cut back and for those of you who may not know what a one cut back is it's pretty much a back um you know he's a pretty much a you could say he's a power back to an extent but he does have an ability to make uh cuts up the field uh, get out of the way of defenders uh, find at least one crease and take it maybe to the house or at least to a big game that's kind of what they do at some point maybe we can break down the type of running backs as well uh, i can get a chance to research and, and understand it better for myself and again have you guys better understand it uh but back to deandre swift he does have good accelerate has good acceleration and is an asset in the passing game uh, but he has to improve his pass protection uh there's a lot of plays in which i did see this he can get you know knocked over by somebody uh, easily giving up a sack or something like that he just cannot you know stay up on his feet uh a lot in that situation and, and you know you at least have to be confident and at least be adequate as a running back in pass protection you don't have to be amazing because again you're not a lot offensive lineman of course i know that you did not come in the game knowing that but again you know you got to be competent. Uh, but he did have zero TDs after week seven, so I thought that was an issue, maybe just his effectiveness or just how uh, maybe it could have been just George's offense not, you know, running him or just something like that. Uh, but, again, I just thought it was weird, uh, like, for a period of maybe five or six weeks, you couldn't get a touchdown. Uh, but, again, he would end this career with 2,885 yards and also 20 touchdowns. We're going to move on to Ohio State. We're going to talk about a guy here, uh, J.K. Dobbins. Uh, he's been one of their leading uh, running, running their leading backs for years now, uh, but he had good legs and also balance. He tends to run, run very hard. He can also make multiple cuts on his part, uh, but it's best on just a one cut. Uh, but he can break off long games, which is pretty much with a one cut back. That's what he does. Uh, they do that quite frequently. Uh, but he does not have super elusive uh, 
abilities. Uh, it needs to improve his vision as well. So look, finding holes, finding open holes, finding where the blockers are, and taking that, uh, that would help him out a lot more because, again, he's using his ability uh, to get through a lot of those tight spaces as opposed to just saying, oh, you know, I've used my vision and I could take this whole, you know, this whole lane all the way to the house as opposed to let me just get this first down by just, you know, using my strength and my legs to kind of get past the first level. But again, I get tackled by a linebacker. You kind of get what I'm saying here. So again, he could do a little bit more there, uh, but he did have a really huge game versus his rival Michigan with 211 rushing yards and four touchdowns. The man can be a beast as well. I see like another, uh, you know, Ezekiel Elliott type back in him. Uh, very explosive, very powerful, uh, and he can get to the open, uh, to the open lane. Uh, he also, in terms of last year, he would also have over 2,000 yards as well, the same exact as Jonathan Taylor. And he'd also have 21 touchdowns as well. Uh, moving on, we got a couple more running backs to go through here. Uh, we got Clyde Edwards-Alaire coming out of LSU. Now, for Edwards, for Edwards-Alaire, he can make the lateral cuts and make defense uh, defenders miss pretty easily. Uh, he can also use his hands out of the backfield. He can catch pretty well. I did see a lot of that. Uh, he doesn't have breakaway speed though that is the one knock on this game uh but again i still see somebody who can get you know first down somebody if you give him adequate enough space and openings he can make things happen and of course as though as you know i saw and the scouts also said as well he has decent enough hands uh last season he would finish with 14 sorry 1400 over 1400 yards he also would have 16 touchdowns on the ground he would have a he would also have uh, four thousand. Uh, sorry, four hundred and fifty-three receiving yards and a touchdown. Uh, finally, at the running back spot, we come. Well, we got. Zach Moss coming out of Utah. He stands at 5'9", 223 pounds. Uh, he does uh, have great footwork and balance. He can also make multiple cuts as well, and he has the ability to produce yards after contact. Okay, with that 223 pounds, uh, again, that is a little bit difficult to take down. The, the, again, the shorter that you are, he's at 5'9". Again, if he were to move up to about 230 Plus, again, not too far up, like 235 or anything higher than that, but like 230, maybe even 232, something like that. I think if he would even be more of a monster. Uh, but he, he's decent uh, at his speed, but he does not have great vision. Uh, he does not have, uh, he does lack uh, elite acceleration as well at the second level. So, again, he, he can uh, get past the first level pretty well, uh, but he kind of fizzles out. He, he does not have what they will call the home run ability 100% of the time so i get that uh and in 2019 he has some decent stats here over 1400 yards 15 touchdowns he would also have 388 receiving yards as well as two touchdowns let's move on to the tight ends uh this is another interesting set because again i did not see a whole lot of these guys play i saw one of these guys play in one game uh but that's about it uh the rest of these guys i really had to look at the game film look at you know the highlight films over and over just to kind of get an idea of what i was looking at uh but let's get into it with cole Komet come out of notre dame he stands at 6'6 262 pounds uh he does have the great size uh he's a big target uh, particularly would say in the end zone uh, that's where we get a lot of his love at uh, he can't explode off the line of scrimmage which is good for him at his position and he can also run through contact and has good hands so again once he gets into the open field once he gets to his top speed nobody will really you know you know it's not easy to bring him down and again he can catch again 
really important for the tight end because you know the the game is going into a passing direction that's just the way it is uh he has uh the tendency however this is a couple nights on his game to play a little stiff and he needs to improve his pass protection as well so again uh blocking has still been an essential part of the tight end game and of course you do need to uh, be able to pass block uh and uh he does like i said he needs to improve that pass uh the pass pro but last season he had a, a decent year uh really actually a good year from the tight end position with 43 with 43 receptions 515 yards he'd also bring in six touchdowns he will also have a, a his biggest game of the year at georgia with nine catches 108 yards and also a touchdown up next we have a very small school guy we have adam troutman coming out of dayton yes that dayton basketball dayton that was raw but then we didn't get to see how raw they could be because again the ncaa tournament got canceled but anyways dayton yes ohio uh he is an above average athlete for his position i think that goes a long way because again there's a there's somewhat of a knock on the non-receiving or just tight end in generals about you know in, in general just about their size and all that a lot of times when they're not you know when they're pretty bulky and heavy and all that they try to make them specifically a block blocker there's a lot of you know you know, you put him down about their athleticism. But again, not the same for this guy. He also runs multiple routes as well. Again, you know, speaking to that athleticism. So he has ways to get open. He can actually receive, okay, just as much as he can block as well. He can break away after uh, break away after a catch, meaning he can't avoid initial tackles. And he makes contested plays. So if you throw it to his direction and somebody is around him, he's going to do his best to get that pass. And he a lot of times he does. Um, now, his hands could be questionable uh there is a knock on the competition that he played but you know what if you can catch you can catch uh i don't you know again yeah you might not be you know be you know making those catches against you know alabama and all those guys but again you still know how to make a catch you can still do some of the you know important things uh so when then with all that being said uh he had 70 catches last year which is more than some of the receivers that we talked about before that are going to be drafted so again he had 70 uh, receptions last year for 916 yards and 14 touchdowns so again the guy can play uh don't let the small team or the small school brand fool you moving on we're going to move on to hunter bryant from washington he is probably uh you know one of my uh, the big time aligned uh, tight end sorry the tight end prospects he's probably one of my favorites uh he is a capable and willing blocker uh, he can also uh really track the ball in the air well so he has good vision he also has good just awareness in general and get up the field after catching so he catches the ball and he goes immediately upfield he goes for the first down or for a touchdown that's just the way it goes uh he has dealt with numerous in injuries in college that may bother him now you know there's no way to know that for real but again that is something there and he needs to put on more weight for run blocking i kind of agree with that but i like the way he's a i like the way he looks right now he's a really good receiving tight end last year he would have 85 catches for 1394 yards and five touchdowns and again i mean maybe you maybe you uh you know, this is a this is a, a pick where you ha would have maybe a veteran tight end already there that you can use for the blocking situations. Because again, 
I don't want him to put him too much weight to the point where he can't catch uh, like that. He can't get open and go upfield like that. I want him to be able to, uh, and I think he's, you know, a rec- I mean, if you look at him, he almost looks like a very big, just like Adam Troutman out of Dayton, the guy we just talked about. He almost looks like a guy you can put at wide receiver. Like, he's just a very big wide receiver. So, I mean, I don't want him to lose, get, you know, gain too much weight or too much muscle to the point where he's not nimble enough uh, to get, uh, you know, you know, get open and be a good receiver and be a reliable receiver. Uh, but moving on, finally, we have uh, Thaddeus Moss coming out of LSU. He stands at 6'2", 250 pounds. Of course, this is Randy Moss's son. He's a really good blocker, especially in the run game. Uh, he can get to the second level. He's a good blocker in the trenches as well. Uh, he can catch the ball well. Of course, his dad is Randy Moss, so of course you would, you would expect he, he would be able to catch. Now, they're going to say he lacks tremendous speed. Of course, that because I'm saying he's 250 plus. He isn't a great threat to uh, stretch the field. And uh, he he really works well with underneath underneath and intermediate routes. But he can catch the ball. So I think if you get him, you know, like I said, those underneath routes, some intermediate throws, let, allow him to do his thing to get open, he'll be a valid, you know, he'll be he'll be an asset to you. I mean, I think he's big enough uh, to be, he's a little bit shorter for a tight end, uh, but he's definitely, you know, he has the girth. And I think if he loses some weight a little bit, gets a little bit faster, uh, I definitely think uh, he can maybe, you know, Maybe just maybe add some deep throws to his to his arsenal or some deep routes to his arsenal. But I, I think he's effective as is to a to a point. He's also a good run blocker as well. So he's not somebody, of course, that you would of course you know miss out on. Uh, now last season he would have uh, 570 receiving yards for 14 touchdowns. He also have two receiving touchdowns in the national championship game. And before I take a quick break, I'm going to talk about a uh, few guys that I actually like. Uh, some some uh, hidden gems that I feel at each of the positions that I talked about. Uh, we're going to start out the running back position with Darrington Evans out of Appalachian State. He has good balance and vision as well as patience. He can also catch as well. He would have five receiving touchdowns last season. Actually, six receiving touchdowns last season. Now, they're all, they're all going to say, uh, uh, you know, um, that he does lack some explosion and some blocking skills. I will challenge that lack lacking of explosion. Uh, I, I there's some plays uh, that I saw uh, for particular. There was a onside uh, onside kick attempt made by Charlotte, uh, one of their opponents over the season. And that and uh, this is for you know of course Appalachian State where Darian Evans is coming from. Uh, now Charlotte Charlotte would attempt uh, an onside kick, and out of nowhere I see Darian Evans Evans uh, pick up the ball and return that all the way for touchdowns. I believe it was almost a 50-yard run. Uh, you know, again, picking up the onside kick and, again, taking it to the house. And there was a couple couple plays, a lot of plays, where I would see him taking something or breaking something away from the house. Uh, again, they will say they will knock, put a knock on his passing, uh, his well, his you know, role in the passing game. He did not have a whole lot of receiving yards. Again, he would have 21 catches in total, but again, 21 of those catches would lead into touchdowns. So almost a third of his catches would lead into points. So again, he might not have a whole lot of yards, but he definitely, definitely can score. And here's a big factor about this guy here. This is, this is something I like about this guy a whole lot. He had 1,840 receiving yards. Uh, you also have 18 rushing touchdowns. You add that with the six that he, you know, the six, 
you know, receiving touchdowns. That's 23 total touchdowns on the year, and that's 138 points. So one man accounted for 138 points for a team. You can say what you want. That man is a hidden gem. I think he's the best the best running back in the draft right now that they're not talking about. Moving on to the best receiver in the draft, I think they're not talking about. Uh, we have Michael Pittman Jr. out of USC. He has a large frame coming in at 6'4", 223 pounds. He can, beat, he can beat press coverage off the line, so he has played press coverage unlike the rest of the guys that they're talking about. Uh, he actually is tough to tackle as well. He has good hands and also good awareness. He also plays special teams as well. I've seen him play both sides. So, again, that's going to make him draftable. That's going to make people want to play him game, game one. Uh, he does like some acceleration. He's more of a possession receiver, which, in my opinion, is not a knock. Don't believe the hype there. Uh, they're going to tell you that there's nothing amazing about his game, but check this out. He had a game where he had 10 catches, 233 yards, 232 yards, and a touchdown versus Utah. That's what he did in one game. The week before that, in a loss to BYU, he had 95 yards uh, on nine catches for two touchdowns. It was four games last season in which he would have uh, 10 or more catches and 100 receiving, plus 100 or more receiving yards and some touchdowns, of course, touchdown or more. So, again, do not do not sleep on Michael Pittman Jr. He's another uh, son of an NFL product, that being Michael Pittman, of course. Uh, the man finished the year with 101 catches, the most, I believe, or well, the second most, I, I believe, after LaVisca Chenault uh, in terms of receptions, uh, you know, at least out of the guys that we went over today, 101 receptions in 2019 and also 11 touchdowns. So, again, don't sleep on Michael. Uh, again, and, and, and again, he's a, a solid receiver. They're going to say he doesn't have this speed or acceleration, da 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 Bottom line, the man can catch. I've seen the man block. I've seen the man play special teams. He can run just about every route that's available, and he can catch the ball, and he can jump, and he's a physical wide receiver. Say what you want. He is the best-kept secret at wide receiver. Somebody needs to go get him. And finally, at the tight end position, we got Jacob Breeland. Uh, he has great footwork and athleticism. Uh, and, of course, Jake is coming out of – Jacob Breeland is coming out of uh, Oregon, by the way. Uh, great footwork and acceleration on his in for his position and of course uh he can get open for intermediate level passes and he adds a versatility with the H back experience. Uh, this is primarily in Oregon for run blocking, but I would not be surprised if somebody tries to make him. I, you know, I just thought about this the other day when I was looking at some of his game film. He should be like a fullback tight end combination where he can just run from the H back, block a little bit there, open up running game, uh, run open up the running game, and and take handoffs. He's a beast in my opinion. He can also catch the ball as well. Uh, they're gonna say he lacks overall speed. I, I mean, yeah, okay. He lacks some speed, but again, he can catch the ball. I've seen him get open. Uh, he does. Uh, they do say he has. Uh, he does lack some effort on contested passes. This is a quote coming from CBS Sports. He doesn't play like an overpowering tight end. Uh, he's not super big, uh, but I think he definitely uses effort. He just doesn't. He just doesn't have that size to look like he's dominating. But he definitely tries. He's definitely. He definitely makes catches happen, uh, even if you know they're not you know a perfectly thrown ball. Because again, that's who he had at quarterback, Mr. Justin Herbert. He's so Mr. So So. Uh, but again, uh, really, will finish the year with 26 catches. 
405 yards and also six touchdowns. So again, I think he's another overrated, uh, another underrated guy. Sorry, another underrated guy, the tight end spot. All right, guys, I'm going to take a quick break. When I get back, I'll be going over my tight end in profile i mean not, not my tight end profiles just went over that uh we're gonna be going over my offensive lineman profile so makai beckton uh tristan Wirfs, all those guys and of course i got those trade rumors ready for y'all we're gonna talk a little bit all right y'all i'll be right back shameless i be rocking on my chains too they tell me boy i think the money starts to change you lord save you lord save you remember running through the city in the same shoes now i'm gunning in the bends in the range too i'm on point no a nigga never take two they said i couldn't reach mars so i turned to a star now i might have fucked around might have raised up the bar now i'm talking cash talk cash all in my pump my nigga cash said watch what they do for the ones i know she wanna be popping all over the ground when the cameras come out Alright y'all, I'm back. I'm be breaking down some offensive linemen, uh, but before we get into that, uh, we have some news referring to them, uh, but the top offensive line prospect out of Louisville tackle Makai Becton. Uh, he, among many players, has failed a recent pre-draft drug screening. Uh, Becton, at this point, has yet to fail a drug test. Uh, and depending on just how GMs and coaches feel, this may affect his position in the draft. He might drop a little bit lower. He may not, but it just all depends on what uh, the situation is. Is you know he's going through what you know I guess he tests positive for, and uh, from there. Uh, but Becton is coming into this draft coming in at 6'7", 346 pounds. He also ran a 5.140 yard dash, which is extremely fast for an offensive lineman. And that's one of the praises going uh, going for him. Uh, he has 17% body fat at 346 pounds, which means he has a lot of muscle there as well. He's great in the running game. He's physical and can reach the next level. I personally think you put him on the right-hand side of the ball and you help out your running back become a 2,000-yard rusher uh, within about a season or two with this guy. Uh, again, great size, all muscle. Uh, he does need to improve in his pass pro, uh, but I definitely think uh, if you put him on the right-hand side of the ball, it won't be that much of a problem. He could get better at it. He could not get better at it, but you're highlighting his skills, which is his run-blocking ability, and you're actually you know, putting him in a position where he can effectively use his body. Uh, so I, I, if I draft him, he's definitely, uh, again, depending on what he tests positive for, they might demonize him if it's some weed, of course. They'll probably put a slap on his risk i think uh he i think he does have to go through some protocol after he is drafted because of this so again it kind of affects him in a way uh, but again as long as there's not no you know i guess steroids or no uh, you know addictive substances he should be okay uh but again uh you know it's just how how those co coaches want to deal with it do they like something like that do they want to deal with it uh, of course you had a situation with another offensive lineman a few years back he's a he's a 
all-pro uh, lineman now, but when he first came out of college, and this is uh, Laramie Tunsil out of Ole Miss, he plays for, I believe, yeah, he plays for Houston now. He had some issues coming out of college dealing with some, you know, some banned substances. Of course, he was caught online, uh, you know, basically gas, mac mask, uh, gas masking some drugs. So, again, uh, we don't know what the issue is with Mr. Beckton. Hopefully, you know, it's, you know, maybe it's a false positive or maybe it's nothing to really worry about for his sake. But uh, you never know. But he is definitely uh, physically and just uh, what I've seen on tape, the best offensive lineman, uh, I would say, uh, available so far uh, in the draft. Up next out of Iowa, we have Tristan Wirfs. Uh, now, he has some great versatility. Uh, he could play at the tackle spot, uh, both right and left, as well as play in a guard. He's on the six. He's shorter uh, than your man, uh, Beckton. He's coming in at six foot four. Uh, so I definitely wouldn't. Uh, wouldn't, wouldn't be mad seeing him at a guard spot, at an interior lineman spot. Uh, he definitely has the uh, the body weight and the body size for it, of course. Uh, but he is athletic, and he does have a wrestling background. And that allows him to be able to use his hands and uh, really... Uh, you know, utilize his upper body against defensive linemen. Uh, but he can struggle against speed rushers, and uh, he can be played off the line. He can play off the edge really well. If you're coming out there with some speed with him, uh, he can be beat like that, uh, which is why I think it might be a little bit easier uh, if they go ahead and put him on the interior, uh, allow him to kind of uh, – Force, force defenders to the inside, allow him to use his upper body a little bit well, allow him to run the ball, allow offenses to run the ball as well, just kind of to get him up the field, to get him, you know, using his power. Uh, but move, uh, moving on from him, uh, we got a, a, a great offensive lineman again, this time out of Alabama. Uh, he plays well uh, with a good physical intent, and he excels in run blocking, this being Jaderic Willis Jr. Uh, now, he does have some knocks here. He needs to improve his uh, his power blocking and he can get beat by inside moves so swim moves uh, all type of you know anything going to the inside that could that could be harmful against him uh he's probably looking like an, i think another maybe right guard possibly right tackle uh he does have a, a solid size here i believe he's six six of course he's over 300 pounds uh so again coming out of the sec where he's faced a lot of speed rushes coming off the edge it's not like he's not used to that stuff uh but i would again this is another you know again when they say running run blocking i would put him on the right hand side that's where guys run the ball uh that's where they you know that's where the power uh run tackle is on the right hand side that's what they do uh why not why not uh you know put him on the side where it's gonna suit his game better i, I wouldn't put him as a left tackle if he really has issues with pass pro if he can beat can be beat with inside or outside swim moves, something like that. I, I wouldn't want to put him there because, again, that's a that's a chance of making up a whole lot of sacks. Uh, again, I'd rather him open up a lot of holes in the running game than give up a whole lot of sacks in the passing game. That's that's my opinion. Uh, we're gonna move on. Uh, we're gonna stay in the SEC. I'm gonna go to Andrew Thomas out of Georgia. Again, there's a lot of praises for this guy here. He's a four-year starter for the Bulldogs. Uh, he has gotten better over time. He also possesses great athleticism. And he also played both tackle spots, left and right. He could pass block, and he can run block. Uh, there is one knock to his game, however, though. Uh, he has some 
sloppy footwork. Uh, he does struggle against speed rushers as well. And about his footwork, it's all about placement. And uh, especially when it comes to those speed rushers, you got to be able to know where to plant your feet. Uh, trust me, I I played enough offensive linemen, at least on the high school level, to know that even then, uh, it's about placement. It's about upper body strength. So for him, uh, specifically his footwork, it's about, again, placing those feet down, placing them in the power position so when those speed rushers are coming out of him, he has some balance. They don't just knock him off his feet. Uh, I definitely saw that coming from him a couple times. A couple times where you see him on his knees trying to pick himself up after a play. You don't want to see that too many times with an offensive lineman, particularly uh, somebody who's supposed to be standing up and protecting the QB. So again, that's his biggest knock, uh, but outside of that, he can play both sides of the ball. He's fairly athletic, and he has a great upper body, but again, he needs to definitely work on that footwork. Uh, moving on out of Houston, this is my final lineman for today. Uh, this is Josh Houston coming out of Houston. He's been rated at a 91, of course, this is according to CBSSports.com. Uh, he is uh, he gets to the second level, uh, and that means in terms of a blocker, uh, that means you're able to, especially on a running play, you're able to basically burrow past the defensive lineman in front of you or the defensive tackle, and you're able to take that momentum and maybe even a running back behind you all the way up to that second level being able to block out linebackers even you know safeties cornerback or defensive backs whatever have you uh but this guy uh, josh jones did a whole lot of that uh last season in houston i did see a lot of him uh a lot of game film of him in that second level uh going up and just engaging multiple linebackers uh so on and so forth safety so on and so forth barreling people over burying burying linebackers that's what he does uh, burying linemen excuse me that's what he does he has good pass protection skills and he also sizes he also stands up to the edge of uh, wrestlers really well too and that's the most important thing particularly of course in the passing game because of course that's your that's your biggest thing that's your biggest enemy the pass rush the edge rusher the guy either he's a three full guy coming off uh pretty much standing up like a linebacker coming straight at you or he's a lineman in a four three situation where he's going to put his hand on the ground and then come at you so again there's a bunch of ways to look at it or again they could have a lineman on the ground looking at you and try to still send a line a, a, a linebacker on a blitz at you that's just how they do it uh he seems to have good vision when it comes to that you don't see him giving up too many sacks uh he still is new to the game however so he's a little bit raw. Uh, he still has to improve. Well, he still improved from last season, but again, he's still getting used to the sport. He's still a little bit raw around the edges, and he also needs to hit up the right room and get a little bit stronger. I did see a little bit of that. I uh, would say in his lower body, just for that balance, because again, he's a little bit on the lighter side, and depending on where they want to put him at, uh, definitely along the edge, you do still need some balance. You do need some lower. You're definitely gonna need some lower body strength there as well, anywhere on the offensive line, but particularly on the edge where you have somebody that's going to come at you at various different angles when you're a big guy leaning or going to an angle you need balance you need some strength there in that lower body uh, so i would say he definitely needs to hit the weight room in terms of that uh, but you know what that's a wrap for today you guys i will be back uh tomorrow to go with my defensive players defensive linemen uh, all those guys linebackers so on and so forth uh we are not done yet the draft is thursday of course it is going to be I believe this is going to be televised, of course, NFL Network, all those places. So we're going to be wrapping up the rest of my draft profiles, like I said, tomorrow. Uh, we do have some news I want to get through. Uh, just a little bit of a coronavirus update. Basically, my feelings on the anti-stay-at-home 
uh, ordinances and those those protests. I want to talk about that. I want to talk about what Gavin Newsom is saying personally about California and what I personally feel like the stay-at-home ordinances. Uh, do I feel like it is too far? Blah, 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 blah. I also want to talk about some of the information regarding Bill Gates and regarding vaccinations and all that and my feelings on that. And uh, we'll get to we'll get to that. Oh, and also another thing I wanted to get into was Kim Jong Un. Apparently, he has had a surgery recently and it's put him in critical condition. So there's no telling what happens with him. We could be having a very significant situation happening with a foreign leader. So a couple things to talk about in my word on the street segment in the next couple of days. Uh, and so far, that is what I have so far. Uh, just the draft profiles for the defensive players. And again, the word on the street segment. I'm still trying to work out some projects for the rest of this week. I am working on uh, a, a, uh, a review, though. I will be going over all uh, the... All those, the Lethal Weapon movies, the whole series, Mel Gibson, uh, Danny Glover, uh, we'll be talking, oh, and Joe Pesci, don't forget about him, so we'll be talking about those films, I would say, if not this week, later on this week, sometime next week, so we are, I'm working on that as well, so there's a couple different uh, reviews and stuff that I'm working on, but immediately I want to get through these draft profiles, and of course, I want to add that word on the street segment, but uh, I'm going to call it a wrap for today, and if you are looking to get in touch with me, you can hit me up on my email at LJ butler 75 at gmail.com once again that is e-l-j-b-u-t-l-e-r uh, 75 at gmail.com once again l-j butler 75 at gmail.com i also have a facebook page uh as well at l jamal ajani e-l-j-a-m-a-h-a-d-j-a-n-i once again that is e-l-j-a-m-a-h-a-d-j-a-n-i i have a uh facebook page for the show as well at never out of bounds i got some links there i got some content that i've shared there uh we also uh have some links again to the paypal to the uh cash app if you are looking to make a donation but more importantly uh interact with me leave your comments your suggestions anything like that constructive criticism I am always open. I also have an Instagram page as well at L Jamal791 E L J A M A H 791. Once again, that is L Jamal791 E L J A M A H 791. All right, y'all. I'm gonna call it a wrap for today. If anybody hasn't told you yet, I love you. Peace out. One love and I will holla at you guys later.